Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on X Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. Hey, we got a special show tonight. We're going to step out of the baseball world just a little bit, but we're going to be speaking with someone who's going to have a big impact on not only baseball uh, players, but just athletes in general. We've got Aaron Hines with us. He's at a, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. He owns his own gym. He's, a, he's got a background in health and human performance, got a master's in exercise physiology, ex-football player. I think we're really fortunate to have him. Hey, Aaron, are you there? Hey, man, how I'm are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. So glad to talk with you. And, and thank you for taking a few minutes to, to kind of step out and meet with us. Absolutely appreciate it. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Hopefully somebody can learn, learn something. Yeah, I hear you. We're looking forward to it. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you kind of kick it off? Maybe just give us a little introduction of who you are and, and, a, and a little bit of your background. Yeah, so uh, like you said, my name is Aaron Hines. I'm uh, out of um, Nashville, Tennessee, so I live about 30 miles west, and my gym is about 20, 20 miles south. So um, I, I kind of grew up all over all over the southeast. Um, I've been in Tennessee since 1999, kind of off and on. Um, I wasn't really uh, probably the most athletic uh, in high school, but um, kind of got the itch for um, training and uh, lifting weights probably around after my junior year. So I, I was kind of a late bloomer as far as working out and uh, getting into those things. Um, but ended up uh, kind of getting hooked on that and ended up having an opportunity to play and um, get a small scholarship offer at an NAIA school called Lambeth University in Jackson, Tennessee. So um, funny story was I'd never heard of the school. I was on a field trip at the time and um, – my, my dad told me that uh, coach, some coach could come to see me, and I was like, I don't, I don't even know where this place is. Um, so I ended up, ended up going on, on like a uh, visit with a buddy of mine. Like my parents didn't even go because I wasn't really sure I wanted to get, go there and play. We went to the uh, orientation and uh, ended up uh, accepting the offer and, and playing uh, there at Lambeth. I was, um, I, I kind of weighed in at 235 pounds as an offensive lineman. So if that takes you anywhere, that was, a, I'm a small guy. I probably should have been a linebacker, but I was too small. Um, so I play, I played, uh, 2004, 2006. And, um, like, like some, uh, just wasn't, I was passionate at the time, but, uh, kind of lost that itch after, um, not a lot of playing time and, uh, just didn't really see myself moving forward as far as being either a coach or, um, you know, further my career and anywhere else. So I ended up leaving and going to uh, University of Tennessee at Martin, where I completely talked myself out of playing college football. Um, I, I ended up graduating there. But in the meantime, during that time, I, I didn't play sports. I got really kind of overweight. Uh, I always had the passion, you know, working out, like I said before, but I just um, ate super unhealthy. I, there was a Chinese buffet in town. It was like five bucks with the water. And when you're balling on a college budget, like that was the place to be. I ate there like five times a week. So, man, I gained so much weight and it was awful. So uh, what really led me to um, kind of changing that, I went from like 235 to like 270 in a matter of like probably two years. Um, and I, I came home one one weekend and, you know, parents give you the best advice. And so we were talking about what I was going to major in. And 
my mom's like, you know, you you can't be telling people what to do and you're kind of, you know, you've gained some weight a little bit, you know, in the nicest way possible. She didn't mean it mean, but it was just like, you can't be telling other people what to eat and how to work out when you yourself aren't really taking your own advice. So, um, you know, I, I took uh, that advice from her and that, that fair warning of I need to do something about it. So I ended up dropping a ton of weight from that, um, coming home. Uh, after I graduated in 2009, trying to find a job, you know, I thought I was going to conquer the world as an undergraduate, um, ended up not doing any of that. I ended up working for my father-in-law in a grocery store of all places. Uh, wasn't my father-in-law at the time, but I was, I was ordering groceries and doing all that kind of stuff. But fast forward to 2011, I ended up going to grad school at Florida State. Um, I'm a Florida State alumni. I've been a Florida State fan since I was three years old. Um, and I got there and I thought I, thought I knew everything until my professor looked at me and said, uh, your, your research background is horrible and I wish you the best of luck and I hope you survive the next two years of graduate school. And I was like, holy cow, that's, that's pretty mean. Um, I wasn't really sure how to take that. So I was like, gathered my thoughts and walked out of her office and was like, maybe I'm not in the right place. Um, but I, I, I pushed through and graduated and then I moved back to Tennessee in 2011. Um, and from there, man, I, I've done everywhere from working at the local YMCA to I was a health coach for three years. I worked in a uh, real big orthopedic clinic doing pre and post-op training for uh, general pop and athletics. Um, and um, for the last almost eight years now, I've owned my own training facilities. So um, I, I would say I specialize in, I specialize working with the moms and dads uh, of the athletes. Uh, so 45 and 50, uh, 45 and up, but also the sports performance aspect I have. Um, you know, after school, during uh, during those hours, after uh, we have third grade up to uh, seventh grade is our um, middle school sports performance. And then we work with eighth graders all the way up to seniors. And the reason I do it eighth grade through seniors, because I want eighth graders to be well informed of what they need to do um, or how to do things when they're in college or when they get to high school. Because um, I, I have found that doing this over the last 14 years that a lot of high school kids or when they get to be a freshman, they have no idea what's coming for them. So I try to prepare them somewhat decently uh, to where they know what to expect. Um, and then we work with um, college uh, semi-pro athletes. And then I have some – I've worked with pro athletes before, so they're probably not my go-to. Um, they're very high maintenance, and, um, you know, I'm human as well. I don't want to be going through an assistant or working around their schedule. Uh, sometimes that's difficult, but I also work with – uh, so semi-pro athletes as well, just trying to keep them healthy. So that's kind of where we are today, man. I'm, I'm rocking and rolling uh, eight years into it, and I feel pretty good about things. Man, you are rocking and rolling. What a great introduction. Thank you for walking through all that. So many questions are kind of popping up. And for everyone that's listening, just to kind of give you an idea, hey, Aaron and I don't necessarily know each other. We had an opportunity to hop on the phone earlier this week and just kind of say hello. I saw his background. I know what our core audience is all about. I thought it may be a good fit. We were very, very fortunate for him to hop on. So this is fascinating. I think this is just an opportunity for us to, to kind of get to know each other. And I got to tell you, you're in a great area, Nashville, Tennessee, Brentwood, Tennessee. I mean, that is fantastic part of the country. You're very, very fortunate to be there. But let me, let me kind of ask you something. I want to take a step back and walk through your football career. And I think one of the things that's really important to our core audience, which is really uncommitted baseball athletes, prospects, they're looking for the right fit. And when you talk about Lambeth, and I'm, I'm not familiar with that college. I, I think you said it was in uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee, or Jackson? It's, uh, 
Jackson, yeah. So it's kind of halfway between Nashville and Memphis. Okay, I got a general sense there. So going a little bit west in Tennessee, still probably fairly central, but heading west. Um, let me let me ask you something. The, you know, you weren't necessarily – you didn't even know where it was at the time. And you go there. What was it that ultimately led you to say, you know what, I think this may really be a good fit for me. And I, and I do want to accept their offer and, and kind of head to Lambeth. What was it? in particular that led you there? Yeah. So I was like kind of my only opportunity to be honest with you. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I was probably, um, you know, offensive region. Uh, I don't know what the accolades were. Like I had academic region player of the year or offensive lineman, whatever. I mean, it wasn't an all state, uh, awards, but I went because I mean, it was either go there or go to community mm-hmm. college and I didn't want to stay home. So it was kind of one of those things, like it was the only opportunity, so I wanted to make the best of it. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily like the biggest school. I mean, literally you could look out the dorm, the front of the dorm uh, front door and, and see every building on campus pretty much. So, I mean, it was walkable, probably, I don't know, 800, 900 kids. So hmm. very similar to the high school setting. So, um, and, and I mean, a little did I know that most of the classrooms were like 15 to maybe 20 people. So, and the baseball team was, uh, even when I was there, I mean, the football team was good, but the baseball team, I think, was even better um, than that. So, I mean, it's just the right fit of a small kind of community feel. Um, I, I knew nobody. I walked on the campus not knowing anybody, but I've met some of my best friends, uh, you know, taking that opportunity, even though I left. Some of them are, uh, one, of my, one of my buddies is probably best friend to this day, and he's a college uh, football coach right now. Huh. So, um, I, I think that's the biggest thing is like taking the opportunity where it is i mean because right now it's you're not a lot of guys are given the uh, opportunity they think they deserve and it's not like i deserve like a division two i just you know i took it and ran with it oh, for the best no quite right so maybe other opportunities could could come of it right? no question about it thank you so much for kind of walking through that i appreciate it i can i tell you what it absolutely kind of puts you on a path to uh where you are today there's no question about it you made the right decision i think that's fascinating and i love that you end up going to ut martin uh, ultimately that's where you get your bachelor's degree and then step out to go to fsu for graduate school what what you know i'm in florida i'm down in orlando what led you to tallahassee eventually well, so like um, I, I'm kind of a, I don't want to say the outcast of the family. My family's big Alabama fans. I've always been a Florida State fan um, ever since I can remember. Uh, I'm in my office downstairs, and I've got you know kind of a shrine to Bobby Dodd and Mickey Andrews for football, even even baseball. I mean, I was I was there um, kind of in the heat of a pretty good baseball run uh, as well. But uh, you know, I, I I've I applied to MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University. I got through like part of the uh, application, then Tennessee State, which is down the road. And I just kind of felt like I needed to be out, you know, somewhere else as opposed to being in state. And I mean, I, I applied. Uh, I took a group of buddies down to the last like home football game. And then uh, my mom calls me. I was in actually in the, uh, the, the bookstore on campus. She's like, you'll never guess what I got in the mail. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I got your acceptance letter. And I was like, hot dog. <laughs> I'm pumped up. For, you know, you know, uh, maybe a little, uh, a little hectic there. But, um, you know, that was, I think it was meant to be. I mean, the out-of-state tuition wasn't, but um, it was the best place, I thought, for, for me to get my um, graduate degree um, as, as far as furthering my education. So. Heck yeah, man. 
can't go wrong with FSU. There's no question about it. And you were there at a great time. And yeah, I tell you what, Coach Martin is abs during his tenure in the baseball program. He absolutely had it going the right direction. There's no question. Hey, FSU's got a big game Saturday, right? You looking forward? I, I would assume you're thinking FSU is going to pull it out against Clemson. I got to believe, right? Yeah, you know, I've been to Death Valley and um, man, a horrible experience. We got beat the time I was there. I had a buddy in grad school there. I went out to visit him, and I was in the student section with my FSU gear on with a jacket on because it's like that's the thing you don't do. You don't wear the opposing fans' uh, uh, stuff in, in the student section. So um, it was embarrassing, but, you know, hopefully we'll pull it out. <laughs> I, I, I usually don't get too excited until the game starts. Hey, it should be a good week. I think everybody's looking forward to it. I'm sure I'm going to be watching uh, about 12 o'clock to see what happens this Saturday. So – Hey, yeah, you brought sure. up your mom. I love it, too. Your mom's like, hey, if you're going to be into personal fitness here, man, you got to get yourself in shape. So let me ask you something. What really motivated you to, to pursue a career in fitness and wellness? Well, I think so. I got started. So there was a guy on the um, high school football team. Um, it was probably um, I don't know how old he was, but he, he was there and uh, his dad was a former bodybuilder. Um, with that, and we he just invited me to work out in the gym one day, and I kind of got hooked on it. And so we worked out at the local um, Gold's Gym uh, for quite a while, and I was like, man, this thing. I went from like benching the bar to like there's a plate on each side to, you know, maybe I can do something with it. So when I went to Lambeth, that was like kind of my thing. I wanted to do health and human performance with an emphasis in exercise science. But they didn't have they didn't have um, they had health and human performance exercise with an emphasis in athletic training, and I wasn't a real big into athletic training. You know, you had your ankles taped, you had all this stuff in school where you you go there after practice, you get ice, and that just wasn't my thing. So I kind of took a liking to the guy I worked out with, and he kind of taught me a lot about what I needed to do and how to um, you know be strong and be successful and what it took. Um, and that's kind of where it kind of took off from there. So. On top of that, I mean, my goal, I guess, when I got to, like, probably back to 2010 was always to own my own gym, too. So I didn't know anything at the time about what to do and how to do it, but, um, you know, just put a plan in place. But that's kind of ultimately kind of how I got involved with that. Just got hooked on working out. I mean. Good stuff. So, hey, everyone that's joining us yeah. this evening, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate you supporting Now D1 Speaks. And thank you for supporting Aaron Hines as well. Uh, we record this space, and uh, so if you did jump in late, don't worry about it. One of the great things about recording it, we'll be able to retweet it out later in its entirety. So, Aaron, let me ask you, you mentioned maybe a little bit of an emphasis with working with uh, 45, 50-year-olds, that, that type age group, but you really also mentioned like eighth graders as they're kind of going into high school. So let me let me kind of ask you, you know, when you're working with a younger athlete, what are some of the principles that you really emphasize for them to, to improve their athletic ability, but also really ultimately to kind of improve who they are on and off the field, just as individuals? Yeah, so I would take um, usually every every kid, doesn't matter male or female that comes in. My, my goal for them is to, one, I always try to look them in the eye because a lot of, I mean, kids kids don't like to, look you in the eye and, and tell you how they feel about things. It seems like too much anymore. But my, my goal for them is like, if you're going to give me effort, we're going to have, we're going to show up and do what's asked, then we're going to get the results we need. Uh, so if I can have that kind of commitment from them, um, even the parents too, I mean, um, the parents are kind of a, 
key for that, letting them know expectations. This is what I expect for them. Um, I, at times, I would take probably any athlete, but now I kind of weed those out. I'm very direct and very uh, to the point. So if you're not going to uh, come in, show up on time, uh, do what's asked of you, then I just pull out ass that you don't come back. And I think that's just more respect and um, kind of, you know, once you get older, once you get in from eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, you've got to take those kind of things you learned in my in my groups or whatever, and hopefully apply that to your sport, your sport coach, and to life in general. So if if I can kind of instill, I say respect, a little integrity, and and kind of effort, energy, and um, you know, all the things you need to be a better athlete, I think I've done a good job. Now I would say not every kid lasts. Um, but that's not anything against them. It's just they're not cut out for what I have uh, in store for, for the program. Hey, I love that, Aaron. I think that puts everybody on the right track because, hey, being a former college athlete, you know. I mean, that's a big part of being successful at the next level is even if you're young, you need to have uh, a sense of maturity about you. And if you're going to be mature, that really does include being responsible for yourself, being respectful to others, being able to show up on time, be able to apply effort, and, and to just quite honestly just work, just put in effort. So I think that's a great valuable life lesson that you're absolutely teaching there. Let, let me ask you, one of the other things that you kind of touched on at the, in your introduction was really working with uh, semi-pro and professional athletes. Probably have worked with some retired professionals as well. What... What were some of the lessons that maybe you gained by being able to work with those types of athletes that you've really been able to kind of instill on some younger athletes? Uh, yeah, I think it's just more of the work ethic um, that what it took. I've got a former um, uh, I've been working with him for probably 10 years now. His name is Michael Archie. He was the backup to Eddie George. He's a running back um, for the Tennessee Titans. He was a five star All-American Penn State. Um, coached or was coached by Joe Paterno and one of the things he always uh, tells me is like um, you've, you've got to give effort to get effort and a lot of times you have to do uh, what's not asked of you uh, to be successful so I know a lot of um, and, and some of the people on the call may think like why is coach not giving me playing time um, why am I always sitting on the bench and I should be the one starting um, my thought process is you got to give coach a reason not to play you um, and if you can do that, then they're always going to, um, you know, you're going to be the first man out on whether you're pitching or you're the, you know, starter at second base, first base. Um, so I think effort is there and give them a reason not to play. Um, I mean, he, he's always given me a lot of lessons of Joe Paterno and, and how, you know, he went to a school that had four, I think there were four five-star recruits. And um, he said, you know, the reason, the reason he went there is because he knew, what it was going to take and how he was going to be pushed because he was always going to, he was always going to play the best player. And if he wasn't, if he wasn't the best player in practice, then he wasn't getting any better, you know, on the field in general. So it's just a matter of like giving the effort in practice was going to push him from a guy named Kajana Carter. He always mentioned um, as being, um, you know, the, the guy, the starter, but he wanted to go to the best place because he knew he was going to be pushed to be a better athlete. And I think sometimes that's right now, I guess, in the whatever sport you are, it doesn't matter. It's just like we, we always want to be the starter. But I would say when you, you're a freshman, it's it's hard. Like I didn't I didn't 
think I was going to start. I want, I try to give effort, but I think as you're the, you're the big man on campus in high school, you always think you should be the big man on campus in, in college. And I always tell kids, that's not how this works. You've got to come in and be prepared and be the best freshman on the, on, uh, on the team. You don't want to be the laughing stock, right? You don't want to, you don't want to be the guy who coaches like, what the crap, man? You didn't do any off-season conditioning. Uh, you didn't pass any of your um, conditioning tests, your lift tests, anything like that. So if you can give, you know, that reason to be the best, and then there's no reason you shouldn't start. Good advice all the way around. No question about it. Man, I tell you what, being able to work with somebody who played under Paterno as well. I mean, that's big-time stuff right there. I'm, I'm sure he shared tons of really um, insightful uh, stories that meant a lot to him. And I'm sure that was really cool to hear for you, you know? Yeah, and, and the, the thing with him is, like, he shares those stories because his, his kids were uh, football players, and it's just things you can apply to any sport, right? So it's, like, the things that he learned from from Joe Paterno, from more life lessons, because he came, he came from a – he came from a not-so-good area in um, uh, Pennsylvania. He was raised by a single mom. Uh, his mom raised him, and just the things that he learned to be a better um, – you know, football player, a better father. When he had kid, he had a kid in, in college. So just the things that, um, you know, people, I guess more or less is a not a father figure, but a mentor you can look up to, to ask advice and to find things, you know, when you're in a tough spot. I mean, that's always good to have. And that's something I do with the kids I have. I try to teach them like, this is how I screwed up. And this is what you need to do <laughs> not to screw up. But if we, if we can take those things in the weight room and, I don't say prepare them for life. I think I've done a good job. So my my job as a strength coach is right to get you faster, get you stronger. But I think there's more to that. If I can make you a better person in the classroom, if I can make you uh, a better, um, you know, person in society, you got a job, you know, you, you know what to do, how to be um, actually uh, successful. I, I think that's always good too. So there's a lot of things that kind of that I would say kind of go back to is like a lot of lessons I've learned from, pro athletes and even semi-pro like you know sometimes your time is cut short too i had a um a pro football player uh, i trained from junior year all the way up to he it was a four-year starter i think a four-year or three-year starter at university of mizzou and then ended up um was supposed to be a first round draft pick in the nfl and then ended up sliding all the way out of the draft and bounced around from three different teams and um Went undrafted, bounced around, and then ended up cutting his career short just due to injury. Mm. So, you know, um, you just never know when your time's going to either either be there or it's going to cut short. But the things that he learned, and I, I taught him hopefully some things that he's instilled. Now he's a real estate investment um, guy in Nashville making good money. So, you know, you just never know when your time's going to be called or it's going to be cut short. No question about it. A couple of good things that you really kind of brought up that I'd like to talk a little bit more about. Uh, certainly with the last example, just kind of preparing, no matter how good of an athlete you are, you've always got to be prepared for when your career will end because it, it's going to end. And one of the best things that you can do to kind of help protect yourself and to really propel yourself into whatever career you go to is going to be being successful in the classroom. So kind of talk to us just a little about that. And, and what I mean is, hey, the, our core audience of uncommitted high school baseball players, they're looking for an opportunity to play at the next level. But to be able to do that, they're going to have to be successful in the classroom as well as successful in the field. You've got experience. You know firsthand really what it took to be able to 
to play a sport and go to school full time. So what are, what are some of the things maybe that you're doing to kind of help some of these younger guys that you're working with really prepare themselves to be successful in both? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for, uh, for guys that kind of overlook the fact that yes, I've got a, I've got a scholarship to go play. And then when they step on campus, they're kind of like hitting the face with, Oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. <laughs> so I was, I was, I always had to tell guys like be prepared for a full-time job. And if you've never had a full-time job, um, you know, once you graduate, you will, because, uh, my, my schedule, I can kind of break it down. When I stepped foot on campus, um, was, um, one, you had, if you, if you didn't make your, uh, preliminary, like testing, uh, score numbers, like you were supposed to, um, our coach cut it. Oh, dark 30. You woke up at 5.00 AM. You walked down to the, um, weight room. We had a roll call. Um, if you didn't show up or if you were late, we had to go find you and get you out of bed. And, uh, we didn't start until everybody was there. Um, so you basically would go from like five to seven or six thirty, six forty-five. shower, go eat breakfast, uh, go to class, class, maybe from eight to 11, you ate lunch. You had probably two and a half hours to get your homework done. If you had time or, um, whatever you needed to do. And th- I think from three thirty to five thirty was practice. I think cafeteria closed at seven. So you had, uh, probably by the time you changed clothes and got to the cafeteria, you had like maybe 30, 40 minutes to eat. And then it was, uh, back to your room, study hall. And then, uh, if you had film study, that was great. Um, there were times I fell asleep in film because I was so tired from, uh, just being, being at practice and whatnot. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's on a routine and room and schedule. And there, there is a little bit of downtime, but the downtime is on the weekend when you're not having to do a whole lot. So, um, I would say if you're not prepared to do that, then maybe college sports is not cut out for you. And I would say it probably got a little bit easier as you got into the rhythm. But if you're you're scatterbrained in high school and you're just kind of willy nilly doing your homework and showing up, you know, right on time, or you're five minutes late here or there, or you're not early, uh, I would say it's going to be a little bit more challenging for you. Um, and it may just be a little uh, kind of reality check for you. Maybe tougher uh, than most, but. I would say have a plan, execute the plan, and things will probably be a little bit easier on you. I think that's great advice. And I got to give you just a ton of credit, too. I mean, when you said you were going to step out and, you know, one of the first uh, majors you were really looking at was exercise science. And, you know, and it ultimately, you know, it led you to health and human performance. And and now you have your master's as well. But exercise, that's no joke. I mean, you have you absolutely. Hey, if you're not doing anything but going to school that's going to consume a lot of your time. I mean, there's so much biology that's going to be wrapped up in that. I mean, that's a, that in and of itself is a full-time job. And then, and then to throw in a sport on top of it, I'm sure you were doing a lot of work. Yeah, it was, um, I think I missed my first biology lab. I overslept. I don't even know why it was like seven o'clock in the morning or seven thirty. uh, with that. And a lot of my friends gave me crap. They were like biology majors and I took the easy way out for the first couple and I didn't take as many hours, so they were always giving me up and down the road about, you know, I would say uh, uh, my thought was if I could um, kind of decrease my load during season and then increase my load in the off season, I'd probably even out and be a little bit uh, more of a pleasant person, but also a little bit more successful. Because I think if, if sometimes you get to where you're like, I've got to have like 16, 17 hours. That's a lot. Then I've got to have practice and I've got to have, uh, you know, maybe batting cage, pitching, whatever. Uh, that's a lot of time that you're eating up throughout that semester. So I would say pace it out. 
I mean, if you can graduate in three years, great. If you can do four, that's great. I graduated in five because I, when I transferred, I, I lost 25 credit hours. So I would say my biggest uh, tip for kids is do not go to a school uh, based on your sport. Like if, if you've got offers from six schools and you're like, oh, my God, I love this school. They're great. They're way better than uh, this other school. I Be sure that you have the degree you want because when the sport ends – I mean, that's it. Like you've got to either finish school there and get a degree you don't want, or you've got to transfer. So there's a lot of things that, uh, things that I learned that, you know, after I went there, I was like, yeah, football is great. And then I transferred to like 25 <laughs> credit hours of stuff I've already paid for. I lost. So I had to go an extra year to finish that. And like, who wants to do that? That's like, my friends always said, doctors go to school for five years or four or whatever, you know, longer than I did. I was like, what, you know, that never really clicked until after the fact. So go to school for your degree first and then go for your sport second. And that's what I tell all the kids now. Um, and sometimes that's difficult. That's a, that's a hard thing to kind of manage because, you know, one team may be better than the other or, you know, whatever. They may not even have the degree you want. So um, that's the biggest piece of advice I give my athletes because, man, it's tough. When sport's over with, you're kind of like, it's depressing a little bit. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to lie. There's a, there's kind of an empty feeling. Like, what do I do next? It's like, I don't know, maybe give lessons or do something. Go, go join the local uh, little league club and, you know, be a coach or something. Aaron, I tell you what, you're really giving good advice. I mean, that's one of the biggest, I think it's one of the biggest things that parents and, and prospects can really be looking at when they're on visits and so forth. And it sounds cliche, but you really need to kind of take sports out of your mind and say, hey, is this a school that you would just go to if you weren't playing a sport? And, and if it fits the criteria that you're really looking for, you know, the distance from home, maybe the size, the culture that's there, the majors that's offered, you know, that that really is going to set you up for success. If you're starting to say, yeah, you know, it, it wouldn't matter if I was playing baseball, football, basketball, if I'm just a student. Absolutely. This is where I want to go. I think that's going to set you up big time for success. And I got to tell you, in the baseball world, you know, one of the one of the driving factors is um, kind of going junior college first. A lot of kids coming out of high school go junior college and from junior college, then they start looking at a four year school. You know, one thing to obviously be cautious about is will all of your credits transfer? So I really like what you were just kind of talking about. It is something to be aware of. You want to make sure maybe, you know, that your majors, quote unquote, generic enough and that you're taking the types of classes that you will be able to take everything with you because you don't want to repeat. I mean, that, that makes it just very, very difficult. So I think you're bringing up great points, Aaron. Thank you so much for doing that. Hey, again, everyone that's joining, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate you being here. I mentioned earlier that we record the space so that we can retweet it out later. We also record it because we turn it into a podcast and the podcast is now D1 Speaks. And uh, it's on every platform out there. You know, it's from Apple's to Google, YouTube. You know, it, it's on, I don't know, 20 or 25 different platforms. We've got a fantastic audience, a very loyal subscribing uh, base now. Very, very fortunate. And, uh, we're, hey, we're fortunate to have Aaron Hines with us as well. And I got to say, Aaron, I think just a couple of years ago in the Nashville area, you were really voted as one of the top personal trainers. And, uh what do, you, what do you think it is that you're doing that's kind of setting yourself apart that makes you so successful with your clients? Man, I think the number one thing is um, 
man. I care. I care about. I care about the success of the people who come in the come in the doors. I, I've worked with a lot of different people. I've worked with, like I said, pro athletes are great, semi pro athletes. But no, the biggest I guess thing is like getting kids in the door and their parents going, "Holy cow, this dude's like a completely different person since he's been working here." I've had kids like not speak to me for like two weeks. And just trying to, you know, get up. I was a, not, not because I'm like uh, intimidating dude. It's just like they're introverted. Uh, they may have been bullied at school. Uh, they may just be, you know, they may have other things going on, but that, that doesn't really make them the, uh, the cool kid in class or in the, in the grade. So I think it's more, more of that where parents appreciate the fact that you're actually spending time with your kid, trying to teach them what to do. It's more than just like, uh, how big can we get? How many bicep curls can we do? Uh, there's a lot more to that. And so I would say being being voted is great, but I think it's more or less of, um, you know, the, the outcome in the next five years of what happens to these kids uh, with that, whether they go on to college and play a sport or they're just successful in school or maybe they're going to a trade school and being, you know, just a better human being. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is just having the impact on and, and being more of like a, a mentor. In a way, they may not think of it like that, but it's just hearing things from me that your parents say, but it means more because I said it, <laughs> not your mom and dad. Yeah, I can see that. I'm sitting here, Aaron, I got to be quite honest with you, man. I'm just trying, no matter how introverted someone is, I'm just trying to imagine uh, somebody working out with you and not talking to you. You've got such a great way about you. I mean, you got a great personality. You're super friendly, very, very knowledgeable. I have a very hard time believing that people struggle to communicate with you. You know, well, it's, it's interesting because as they get older, they, they kind of come out of their shell. I would say it's more of the uh, middle school kids that are a little bit more introverted. Um, they've, they've told me times that I'm super intimidating and they scare, I scared them <laughs> when they started. So it's like, man, I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to, you know, smile and have a good time, man. We're going to have fun. I love it. Hey, Aaron, if someone wanted to get in touch with you or just be able to follow you online or anything like that, what, what are some of the best ways for them to be able to reach out and, and, and find where you are? Man, you can find me on uh, online. And so it's uh, premierperformancetrainer.com uh, is my website. I'm on, uh, on that website. You can find all the – I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all the – uh, social. So I think on Twitter, I'm at premier PT on Instagram. It's premier performance TN. Um, and usually my Instagram is more of kind of the sports performance side of things. So you'll see a lot more of, uh, the sports side on that. And my Facebook, I say is for my parents <laughs> and the, uh, old fogies. Cause uh, when I say I'm on Facebook, kids are go, what's Facebook? <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, that's the, that's the original OG of social media. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff here, man. Do you do, do you do anything virtually or is everything that you really primarily focus on in person? Man, I, I do, I do virtually, uh, I do online training. Uh, I do programs for people who are, um, I say I've got people that are two or three hours away. I do online stuff for people, some old, uh, some classroom in Florida, um, summer at college, and whatnot so um you know there's always an opportunity for that um and if something where you, you don't need the face-to-face but maybe you need something to get you uh stronger more explosive i do online um training programs uh through an app i have as well so 
there's always an opportunity to work with me or uh, one of my coaches. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you walking through that. Let me ask you about not just the physical health piece, but the uh, mental health piece. And, you know, and one of the, one of the questions that I love to talk about, you know, is, as we kind of walk through some of the um, background of our uncommitted guests when they come on, it's just their mental approach to the game. And it, and it's always interesting to hear the various answers that I get, but I got to say the, the one thing that is kind of per, persuasive or that's kind of involved in every, every person's answer would be the, just the stress of being successful. I mean, it, you know, Hey, they're putting pressure on themselves to be good in the classroom, but then they're certainly putting pressure on themselves to be good on the field as well. I mean, when, Hey, when you come up to bat, you want to be successful. When you're pitching, you want to be successful. You don't know who's watching. You, you want to win whatever you're doing. I mean, there is a lot of pressure that these kids are constantly putting on themselves. Do, do you get involved in any mental health aspect, or do you see the benefits of, of a well-conditioned body, so to say? You know, the physical piece really kind of bleeds itself over into the mental piece as well. Oh, uh, yeah, so, some of that, I mean, the mental aspect is, I think, probably an aspect not a lot of people work on as much. They should. But I think it's more, um, I would say, kind of envisioning uh, how good of an athlete you can be. I know that sounds probably, I don't know, maybe weird to some people, but that's, that's kind of how I do with my business. Envision where I want to be, not where I'm at now. So if you can kind of think about um, – you know, who knows, maybe it's closing your eyes and, and, and 30 seconds in just trying to envision like, how good do you want to be? And because I think sometimes the mental side of things, the stress factor will can kind of limit how good you can be and the pressure from outside sources, whether it's a coach, a parent, or, you know, maybe it's another um, person on the team, you know, there's a lot of other factors that kind of um, impact uh, our mental state. But I think if you can kind of tune that out in such a way that you can, you know, be as good as you want to be, because there's only so much, you know, pressure you can stand until you kind of implode. Right. Um, and I just find that uh, to be somewhat overwhelming. So I don't know if if what what I do on top of that, um, and I keep I keep a journal just for my mental mental state. Uh, it sounds kind of maybe boring or uh, only only females journal, you know, diaries and things like that. It's not true. I just think you can get it out on paper. You can envision and you can um, kind of let things go. I think you're going to be a lot better off than trying to keep that all built up. Cause I mean, I've seen kids that are, I've worked with kids before, probably one or two in the state, whatever sport they are. And then they, I think mentally just get burned out. And that's, you know, kind of a, a big thing for me, like pace yourself, like, if, if you don't want to play, like speak up and don't, don't play, like don't be forced to. Cause then you just kind of have that, like we said before, that state of overwhelm where you're like just doing it to, to please everybody else. And you're not really having the, the, the satisfaction of, I want to be an athlete. You're just kind of doing it because everybody else wants you to be an athlete. It's good stuff, Aaron, all the way around. And I got to tell you, man, I can relate to so much of what you're talking about. And, I, and I'm sure people that are going to be listening to this, whether they're they're an athlete or a parent, they can absolutely appreciate it as well. And and it kind of really leads to the next thing that I was thinking about, and that's you know you being an entrepreneur, you owning your own business. Um, 
I mentioned earlier to our audience that, hey, we don't know each other. We're just kind of getting to know each other. And, and Aaron, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, my son played college baseball. He had an opportunity to go to a great school. Um, he, he ultimately left the baseball team, you know, while he was in college. It just wasn't his real passion. You know, what, what ultimately was his passion was fitness. You know, he, he majored in exercise science. He is now a personal trainer. His goal is really to own his own gym, <laughs> you know, as he kind of, no, right, nice. exactly. And I think that's just kind of amazing as I've been listening to a lot of things that you say, I know he had a lot of mental pressure on him. We did too, as parents, as he was going through his prep career, we, we were really pushing for his success. He was driving for his success. And in many ways you could look back during that period of time and with some regret because it didn't work out for him. But I got to tell you, it was it, ultimately it was baseball that led him to where he really truly wanted to be, which was in the weight room. Just absolutely loved it, and it gave him the opportunity to to do what he's doing today, which is his passion. So, with that kind of in mind, you know, if what what kind of advice would you give to other young athletes? Because there's a lot of young athletes that do enjoy the weight room. Maybe they do want to kind of get into personal training and and so forth. Well, you know, thinking about your own path, your own career, what kind of advice would you give to some, maybe some younger guys? Uh, I would, uh, I guess the best piece of advice is find, find somebody smarter than me or smarter than you, whoever to, uh, you know, kind of be a mentor or, you know, re you can read as much as possible, but I think it's more application. Um, if you can apply what you've learned and, and, and kind of fail, and keep failing and, and thinking you know everything, um, you know, that you're never going to have, I would say, the perfect client. I came uh, undergrad. I thought I knew everything. Um, I didn't. I trained people, thought I still knew. And it really wasn't until I, I was trying to train at an orthopedic clinic that I didn't know it was half as what I thought because I was working with uh, people who had blown out their ACLs or Achilles and uh, trying to find certain things to fit their programming and it's athletics on that side of it. But, um, just learning from people who are smarter than you, I think is the biggest thing you can, you can do. You're never gonna, you think you know everything until you don't. And I, I've, I'm still learning to this day of, you know, different problems. And, and I say problems, different things, you know, you can have something planned out for somebody, but they come in and go, man, I stubbed my toe at school today. Uh, I can't do anything lower body cause I can't feel my toe. So what are we going to do? Well, Kind of have to scrap. You don't have to scrap everything, but you've got to adjust, right? So you've got to think about um, not everybody's going to be the perfect perfect client. Not everybody's going to be uh, the perfect fit. Um, but if you can um, find somebody who can, you know, will take you under the wing and kind of teach you all those things to be uh, better at your craft, whether that's fitness or whatever you want to do, I think that's going to be the, the biggest piece of advice I can give you because um, I, I bounced around quite a few jobs. I got fired, um, thought I knew everything until um, I didn't know how to run a business. So that's kind of where I found myself struggling with that. So um, find somebody in your area or you can always reach out to people online. I mean, I've, I've had people that I don't know reach out to me and ask me questions. I'm happy to help too, but um, you know, I can only tell you as much as I know, right? <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you for your honesty and your candor. Big time right yeah. there, Aaron. Hey, this has been a great night, man. I have absolutely enjoyed having you on and, and just kind of walking through some of your background. 
and looking at what you're doing currently and, uh, and who all you've helped. I hope that you've enjoyed this evening so far as well. Man, it's been awesome. And thank you. That's awesome. Hey, maybe we should kind of wrap it up with thinking about where you're going in the future. You know, I mean, I don't want you to have to give away any kind of trade secrets, but if you're just kind of looking out here over the next, I don't know, five, 10, maybe even 20 years, who knows? What is it that you really see is going to be kind of the next chapter in your life and, and where are you heading? Um, you know, I, I don't know. That's my goal is always to be the mayor of fitness in Brentwood, Tennessee. <laughs> and that's kind of an ego thing. So when you, when you think of like training, what do you want training? You want speed training, train training. Uh, you want to, you want, you, you made to train your grandma and grandpa. Uh, I want to be the guy. I want to be the first person that comes in your mind. That's like, right, you got to go see this guy. This guy's this guy knows what he's doing. Uh, you know, it's for me, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't say it's much of a accolades. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of things. I've written two books. I've been in local magazines and I've been on podcasts and things like that. I'm just, I'm just here to sh- uh, spread the wealth of, of what I know and to help other man, people. Man, that's good stuff right there. I, again, man, Aaron, I have absolutely enjoyed this evening. I'll tell everyone that's listening uh, tonight, tune in tomorrow night. We're going to be back at 9 o'clock. We have got Austin Z-Max on. He is Coach Austin Z-Max. He, he's the head coach at uh, Bryant and Stratton College. I mean, he's a young guy. He, I think he's like 27 years old. You know, you would almost think he's a college student, but, but instead he's a college coach. And I think it's going to be a fascinating conversation, kind of walk through his background, see what it's like to be a, a college athlete day-to-day on the baseball field, what the expectations are, maybe how to get on a coach's radar, that kind of thing. It's going to give us a ton of insight. So please – Dial in tomorrow night at nine o'clock. It's going to be a fantastic conversation. Austin, man, I hope we're able to stay in touch. I'd love to be able to reach back out to you, you know, sometime later in this year, early part of next year, and and maybe just get a refresher and have you come back on and continue helping a lot of our young athletes. Yeah, I'm more than happy to, man. I can can talk for hours about this stuff. So there's a lot of things I, I learned over the years and a lot of things that I screwed up on. So, um, you know, I'm happy to talk more about, uh, the wins and losses of uh, being an athlete and things I learned to kind of set me up for where I am today. Outstanding, man. Thank you again very, very much. Absolutely enjoyed this evening. And everyone who was able to join, thank you so much for your support. I think we'll end it here for tonight. So good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast.